another episode of In Enemy Territory. It's already our seventh episode, and it's going good. It's going good, guys. Thank you for for coming along for the journey with me. Really appreciate it. Today, we're going to be talking about amazing, amazing stuff that happened on November 30th. Um, The reason I'm picking November 30th to talk about today is because it's my beautiful mother's birthday. A great day. Indeed. So, let's get into it. Today is also the great, legendary Bo Jackson's birthday. And on his 25th birthday, he was playing for the Los Angeles Raiders in the NFL. And they had a Monday night football game where he, in fact, rushed for 221 yards and had... And he had himself a birthday. And it sparked me to want to talk about, because obviously Bo Jackson is most notably known for being a multi-sport athlete. He also played for the Kansas City Royals. So I'd love to talk about a couple of the most legendary multi-sport athletes today. So we're going to be talking about Bo Jackson, and you can't talk about Bo without talking about Deion Sanders, who at the same time was playing in the NFL and the MLB, that Bo Jackson was was taking a crack both at football and baseball. Bo Jackson is the only player to ever be an all-star in both of those sports, baseball and football. And Deion Sanders is the only player in history to appear in a World Series. He lost with the Braves. And he was also but and he also appeared in two Super Bowls. Two time champ. His last year with the 49ers they won and then he he got signed by the Cowboys after that and his first year with Dallas they won a Super Bowl. So he he actually won back to back Super Bowls for two different teams. And he's the only player in history he's the only athlete to, to be in both sports championship game and they were they were just such amazing athletes they were fast strong so talented Deion Sanders is known as one of the best defensive players in history and one of the best return men he so often returned his interceptions for touchdowns more more than anyone else in the game and Bo Jackson was just powerful and and elegant, and he just ran with such tenacity, and he was a fantastic baseball player. They've played each other five times on the baseball diamond, never faced each other on a football field, but they they had five games in which they played against each other, but one of them in particular caught my eye when looking deeper into it, and it blew my socks right off. It was this game was was unreal. Deion Sanders was playing for the Yankees at the time. Bo Jackson for the Kansas City Royals. And I believe it was 1995. And game starts. Deion Sanders hits an inside-the-park home run. He hits the ball over Bo Jackson's head. Gets all the way around the bases. one nothing, Yankees. And this the stage had been set for just what you know an amazing matchup between these two multi-sport guys. They come together on the baseball field. Dion gets it started off with this 
you know, ridiculous athletic play with the inside the Parker. And then what happens? Bo Jackson goes on to hit three home runs that game with seven RBIs. The Royals win it. And after the game, Dion said about Bo Jackson that he's the greatest athlete that he's ever seen in any sport. And just, and that's kind of how they were, you know, tearing it up in one league, giving it a shot in the other league, and just being just as dominant. Um, Bo Jackson, unfortunately, ended up with with bad knees, and he had to cut his career short, uh, his football career short. But Deion Sanders had a much longer career. He he played. Deion was famously known for something that didn't actually happen, and this is what happened. He was playing a game for the Atlanta Falcons, and at the same time, he was on the Atlanta Braves, and, and they were in the 92 playoffs. And as legend has it, Deion Sanders played that Sunday football game, flew to Pittsburgh, and played in a, a baseball game, and he's known as the only player to ever play in a football and baseball game on the same day. However, it didn't happen. Well, it almost happened. But these guys are just unreal athletes. You, we don't see this anymore. You know, it's it's just too hard. You, you, you kind of have to pick your lane and just dedicate yourself in one sport to be able to make it. I know Russell Wilson kind of played like a preseason game for like the Texas Rangers or like uh, there are athletes who who play you know both sports in college, but when it comes to going pro, it's so hard, you know, whatever team you're on, they just want you to be fully dedicated to to what you're doing. So for someone to be split where their brain is at, where they're working out, I'm sure the workouts to be a professional football player are different than the workouts necessary to be a professional baseball player. There's football players who who don't even throw or touch a football for most of their career. And to be a baseball player, you're throwing every game, unless you're like DH. The dedication needed just to be a single sport athlete is, you know, takes an entire lifetime. And for these guys to be able to successfully thrive in both sports is just amazing the honorable mention for best for the next best multi-sport athlete is talk about michael jordan and his attempt to to play baseball for a couple years he never made it to the majors he just played minor league baseball in chicago being the greatest basketball player of all time arguably i would just say that athleticism wise he is in the conversation because especially to be at the height of your game take a break and go try and pursue something else kind of like Tim Tebow was trying to do, but he wasn't on the same level in any sport that Michael was at. But, you know, Tebow tried football, had a tiny bit of success. And then, you know, that, that all went downhill. I'm pretty sure for the past five years, he's been trying to crack an MLB roster and he just hasn't been able to, it's to make it to a pros to a pro team's starting lineup or even their bench. There's only, what, 500 active starters in the entire world out of 7 billion people. So, like, yes, you're an athlete, you're a basketball player, you have all the talent, you have all the hype. Or, yes, you're a you're starting quarterback and you want to go and try to become a, an outfielder. It's just not something that we see anymore. Bo Jackson and Deion Sanders were able to successfully, successfully have legendary careers. They're still talked about to this day, and they did stuff that, that really was mind-blowing stuff 
And, you know, if not for Bo Jackson, the injuries, he, I'm sure he would have had, you know, more more seasons we would have been talking about. Or maybe he even could have won a championship or, who, you know, who knows. But great people. And on November 30th, he set a Monday Night Football record at the time. I'm not sure if it's been broken or not, but he had a, he had a birthday game rushing for 221 yards. And that's, you know, me and, uh, you know, how much I love birthdays. That's pretty, pretty fantastic. Okay. Enough about them. Let's talk about some other stuff that happened on November 30th. Uh, we have the big Joe Thornton trade from Boston to San Jose. Jumbo got drafted by the Bruins. Since then, he was traded November 30th and played out the rest of his career so far in San Jose. Never been able to win a Stanley Cup, but he's consistently been one of the greatest passers the game has ever seen. And he even won the Art Ross Trophy the year he was traded. He had the most points the entire league, 120-something. Great, great player. Probably a Hall of Famer. And I wonder if Boston wishes that they had held on to him. Also on this day, the NFL announced that the Jaguars were going to become an NFL team. And on this day in 2015, Kobe Bryant announced that he was going to retire at the end of the season. This was, you know, a month into the season or so. The league took the opportunity for the rest of the season to give him a farewell that a legend like him really deserved. And every arena he visited, they had a whole, you know, they gave him gifts and had some highlights that they they played for him or whatnot. And one of the game's all-time historical players, unique, a great personality, a winner. And, that's, and my mind is still reeling whenever I talk about Kobe. I just can't believe he's gone the way the way he went down with his with his child and friends around him and just such a tragedy. But I don't, you know, I don't want to dwell on that too much, this podcast. We'll talk about that in a later podcast. And I just want to end the podcast by talking about a couple birthdays that are shared with Bo Jackson and my mom. We got Jordan Farmer, who's a basketball player, and Jason Pottmanville. We're not going to talk too much about them, but happy birthday to those guys. Rich Harden was a pitcher for the Athletics, as well as a few other teams. And he, I would just say, you know, his career, one of his career highlights was he, he, he one time threw a perfect inning, nine pitches, three strikeouts. That year, Oakland had a great, great pitching staff with Tim Hudson and, and uh, Dallas Braden, Rich Harden, Barry Zito, never won anything, you know, in the playoffs much, but they were, they were, that was a, I remember that as being one of the best starting five pitching staffs that the league had at any given time. November 30th is also questionably Pudge Rodriguez's birthday. And I say questionably because half of the sources I see online put him as November 27th. But every Pudge card, every Yvonne Rodriguez baseball card that I ever had growing up, they all said November 30th. So I always would tell my mom that, you know, she shares a birthday with my favorite baseball player. And and then all of a sudden I started seeing how there was like, you know, re- reports, whatever it is, 
saying that his birthday is November 27th. And this is not the first time that a player's birthday or even birth year has come into question. I know that there have been times like with Miguel Tejada, it turned out he was really two or three years older than he was saying, and and it happens sometimes, you know. Players trying to crack into the league, but he's, you know, let's say 16 or 17. No one's going to give him a shot until you're really 18, 19. So, you know, I, I understand why a cover-up might happen or a document might get fudged or whatever it is. But So I'm not 100% sure it's Pudge's birthday, but in the off chance that it was, happy birthday to my, my favorite baseball player growing up. And last but not least, we're going to talk about Bill Walsh. Rest in peace. He was the a Hall of Fame coach for the San Francisco 49ers in the 80s. He coached them for 10 years. He won three Super Bowls with them in just 10 years and made it to a couple NFC championships. And he drafted Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. And he was an integral part of trading draft picks in order to get Steve Young after the Joe Montana era was over. And that set up the 49ers to win another Super Bowl. And I don't have it in front of me, but he I was looking at a it was called a coaching tree with Bill Walsh at the top. And then it showed all the coaches that coached underneath him, which you know, one was Mike Holmgren, Andy Reid even at some point, and just all of the coaches that coached for the coaches that coached for him and, and the coaches that are now that have learned the job and 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 grown under these coaches and it's just all these i mean mike tomlin is on the list and it's especially with all the movement of head coaches or or assistant coaches or quarterback coaches and they move around you know the the demand for a new head coach or new quarterbacks coaches with 30 teams these guys do bounce around a lot so there is one thing that you know maybe it's just because there's so much movement among the coaches. But when you see these amazing names of coaches that kind of all can be traced back to Bill Walsh, it's pretty amazing because not every coach has a tree like that, that coached in the 80s, especially a three-time Super Bowl winning head coach like Bill Walsh. And that's it. That's all I've got for you today. I hope you enjoyed. And this is, uh, like I said, this is already our seventh episode. It's it's going good. I appreciate anyone who's been listening because right now probably it's just me and my mom and my one-year-old baby. But anyone else who's listening, you're awesome. Follow me on, on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash IET podcast. You can see when the next episode's coming out and I'm trying to post, you know, a little bit of content here and there with a little more information and some fun facts and whatnot. You can follow me on Instagram at IET podcast. If that's where you like to follow people or things or get your social media fix. Otherwise I'm Maddie. It's been real.